Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Um, I'm. Uh, do we, we have that right? You forgot who you are? No, I didn't. Oh. I heard that in my ear. The no, you're okay. Oh, okay. I'm. Uh, uh, so um, no. there was a mental block oh, there. No, no, I no, thought no. you were. I thought you were like Joe Biden all of well, a sudden. No. So so I don't know what's happened to these headsets. Oh. But I can't hear out of the left ear anymore. That's and so I can you, hear out of the right you don't ear. Don't you suppressed yeah. enough? And and so it, it and and when you move the uh, when you move the uh, slider, yeah, whatever the the volume tones, um, the blend, I could hear it, and so yeah. it stopped yeah. me because I was like, "Ooh, am I off?" But I'm not. Well, so welcome oh. to the Bone Cave, everybody. We're happy to have you. I got I got the. I'm getting a little excited. You are here. having I'm, I'm trouble. A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hot mess. Gracious. Holy shit! Um, About ripped your headset off. So anyway, I'm here You're with Brian Martin oh, to my right today. As always, oh, I don't want to tell you guys, but we're getting a new bone cave. I think. Um, but I just told you. So anyway, it's funny because we're going to be consolidating this table a little bit. And one of the big things, Lindley, when she's uh, when we were measuring this place out and working on it, she's uh, all concerned about bleeps area and the and the podcast <laughs> podcast because she knows that this is a big deal. But anyway, so uh, Brian Martin's here with us, um, Brad Dana and uh, bleep. I'm Brian Maiman, and we're ready to roll. So uh, we're going to talk about Alaska, but before we get to it, I want to give a shout-out to a few people. Um, Ryan Martin in Kansas. Uh, it was great talking to you last week. Uh, he was telling me – Brad and I were on the phone with him and uh, talking to him about uh, um, expanding down in that area. But anyway, we're having some conversations, uh, talking, hunting. He's been to Tajikistan, uh, Spain – all over. Uh, he's just been everywhere. He's a traveler. A yeah, Kansas traveler, yeah, we'll call him. Yeah, and uh, works for John Deere. And uh, um, <laughs> I, I, th I think you're at Ryan. I don't know for sure, but I think you're a sales executive of some sort because he did uh, um, He did mention that he needs his staff to help him with uh, um, IT, so usually those guys are in sales. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, big shout-out to him. Big shout-out to uh, Troy Fridley. Um, he outshot Brian uh, um, Wolf the other day uh, and uh, in a BB gun contest in Muscatine, Iowa. So <laughs> I'm just having a little fun. Shout out to the river people. Uh, yeah, the river, the river rats uh, on the uh, Mrs. Sloppy, and uh, um, and Hootie is still listening to this on uh, on three times speed. So anyway, it's all good. So anyway, <laughs> you know that's better than listening to it on halftime. <laughs> If I, it, literally, if you put it on like half speed, we all sound like we're on Quaaludes. It's the strangest thing. You, I mean, it is I'm hilarious. I'm not going to do it, okay? So one Absolutely and a half speed hilarious. is actually pretty good. You yeah, know what's funny, though? You can, you can tell he was an 80s child because he mentioned the word Quaaludes. 
Quaaludes. You don't hear <laughs> about Quaaludes. No, uh, okay. Actually, just so you know, if there's if, if a millennial is listening to this, which there are millennials. Just it's go like back and watch right. Fast Times yeah. at Ridgemont no, High. Okay, right. They're Googling <laughs> Quaaludes right now, believe People on Quaaludes should is not pre draw. pre-Van Halen or pre-Queen? It, it was pre-Queen. Wow. I think, actually, I think it Fred, was Queen. Queen. Like Freddie I Mercury? Think it was, I think uh, Freddie Mercury lit exactly. him on fire. <laughs> Life was in slow motion back in those days. I mean, it's just, exactly. it is, it's, it's it hilarious. It was like post-Woodstock and oh my gosh. Old pre-Van Halen. Way post-Woodstock, yeah. So yeah. anyway, today we're not going to talk about Quaaludes the whole time. We're going to talk about Alaska. And uh, um, I had taken some notes this afternoon. I was telling Bleep th- uh, earlier today, I said, you know, I just, there, there, we get so many calls in here every day about Alaska, Alaska, Alaska. And Alaska is one of those states that, you know, you, there is DIY opportunities in Alaska. We're going to talk about DIY opportunities and how to maneuver around those. Um, we've experienced those. I've been on uh, lots of DIY stuff in Alaska um, and uh, going to Alaska for the 18th time um, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. You checked in? Yep. Yep. I'm all checked in, ready to go. Um, and uh, we are. We are ready to roll. So uh, there'll be my 18th trip to Alaska. Winter storm, maybe. Um, it looks like the weather's supposed to be good, but in, uh, in Alaska, but just not. Yeah, we but got here. a little bit of and a it's high. Be ugly tonight. We tomorrow. got a high desert storm coming through right now. <laughs> so anyway, um, but we're going to talk about Alaska. I thought we would uh, mention that. So we're going to do DIY today. Um, we're going to talk about guided. We will talk about what we look at for outfitters, and then how to maneuver in and out. Some of the tips and tricks to uh, make sure that if you're looking at Alaska, member or not member of ours, that uh, you have a successful hunt or a successful opportunity. I would say Alaska has become um, exponentially more expensive in the last... Gone up 50% eighteen the last months. two years, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, especially with what Canada's done. Right. Now, um, we are going to do a podcast on what we're seeing with COVID and how it's opening up in the world. Um, because I talked to a Canadian citizen yesterday, and uh, they've been traveling in and out. And um, I actually, two nights ago, Lindley and I had dinner with a Canadian, and uh, um, they were telling us a lot of interesting things that they're hearing that we haven't heard. And, uh, you know, there's, there's promising opportunities on the forefront for us all that don't want to get jabbed. And it's not that I didn't want to get jabbed. It's just that I didn't see any real reason to get jabbed. Um, you didn't want to get jabbed. What? You didn't want to get jabbed, yeah. just like I didn't want to get jabbed. Call a spade a spade, not a uh, Just like club. you didn't want your wife to buy a strap-on, you didn't want to get jabbed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, well, here's saw that coming. That was an equal negative on what you wanted. I don't yeah. know which one is worse. The strap-on you might recover from more quickly than the jab. So, um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> All right, well... One's not ever happening. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> and the other one might have happened if I had to get a sheep. Um, so we'll just put that into perspective for you. Go ahead, please. Well, if you have some quaaludes, it might happen. You might just not even remember No, no, no. I'm no, glad I, Lindley's not here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I just think that things are loosening up in Canada a little bit. I think it's going to get easier and easier as, as the months go on. It, it, I, I think so, too. Things potentially could have loosened up in the Mayman household, too. Well, as Lindley poked her head in the studio and gave you that look just now, <laughs> yeah, I'm she, thinking. She was like, what the hell are you boys talking about? I wonder if you can order about? those on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Um, you would know probably, but let's I move this. Look, back Brian, to Alaska. Yeah. Okay. So and Brian Martin, just just for your information, you have one 
red card right now. Okay. <laughs> if you get another one, you're out of the podcast. <laughs> and Lindley oh might bring in two red cards and a fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All then right. we need to call the bomb squad. Uh, all right. So, uh, um, so Alaska, in all sincerity, um, we, Canada has not helped the price of Alaska no. with their COVID. And Russia has not helped the price of Alaska. Russia has no. not helped the price of Alaska. So what's happening is Alaska is getting more and more expensive all the time. Now, I will tell you this. Um, if we, let, well, let's just start with DIY, and, and we can talk about tips and tricks with DIY. Um, but really, true DIY, uh, get dropped off. And go hunting. It's very challenging it, in Alaska. It, it's challenging. It's really challenging. You got to have do. a boat or an airplane or have somebody that has one that you can drop off. With. You, or you need a transporter. Or you're going to have to rent a car and drive up the uh, um, the to the, the Dempster. The, yes, uh, but that's that marginal highway? though. It is marginal, and 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 it's going to be basically it's called the Hall Archer. Road. I call it the North, the 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 Hall Road. Yeah, but legally, unlike Canada, legally you can hunt DIY in Alaska. Canada well, for, for most, I, I could no, not go up there and only hunt if DIY. you have direct family. But then you got to go with the family members. Okay. But even even Alaska, it's some yeah. of that. So let, let's just put it in this perspective. The only species you can hunt in Alaska DIY on your own is moose, caribou. Black well, the ones, bear. The Black ones you bear. can't are sheep and grizzly. Right. Sheep, grizzly, sheep, brown goats, bear. mountain goats. Yep. you got to hunt mountain goats with so a So basically you got black and bear. And then you got muskox up uh, there. And yep. black, but and you can't do muskox on your own. Not that I'm aware of. Nope. Um so you have to get a guide for all of those. But if you wanted to go hunt black bear, a caribou, caribou, or moose, you can do that. You can get dropped in. And wolf. And the residents can hunt bison up there, too. Yeah, yeah, and we, yep. you can hunt bison with that special hunt that we have. Yeah. And, and, rice, uh, and residents can hunt all of it. And if you are next of kin, then you can hunt with Father, your son, mother, sister, brother. Yeah, I would say next to kin, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One one level down and one level up. Yep. So if you're next to kin, you kin. So there you go. The, the, so we set the, the the pretense here. We laid the, the foundation for this. Okay. Now, I will tell you this. I've done three DIY hunts to Just Alaska. make sure you buy the best tent you can and not the one I that did we one, bought. I did one with <laughs> you. Did I did one with you, and my feet have been affected ever since. Yep. I have neuropathy. Mm-hmm. I had a severe frostbite. Okay. Uh, I think it was uh, it wasn't frost nip. It was frost bite yeah. because yeah. Uh, I frost lost. Frost nip is quite common. Frost bite is not cool. Not cool. If you lose toenails and actually turn skin turns black, it's frost bite. Yep, it turned black and then gray and then really as it grows back, I will tell you this: it almost turns the most odd. It's it's like pine board that's stained. so it's kind of like your beard. You you got frost beard. That's just white. Oh. Um, yeah, but anyway, it peels off and it's pretty gross. Your toes do. Yeah, that, so, so th- that, yeah, that was, uh, and that was, we, we got a storm, same type of deal. We yep. got, we, we got a storm in there and it was a bad storm that came through and hit us a little and we, we packed. Did your boots get wet? Or no, no. What happened? Cold. It was just cold, and and our core temperature would drop because we were just not even thinking. You, you didn't it, have enough layers. No, nope. it, it wasn't there was that three cold. It wasn't like it was twenty below zero either. No. It was just it's wet usually, cold though. It, it was, was in the teens. It was in teens, yeah. you know, in, in the late afternoups and evenings. Was that up one of your ice. first trips? You always got to go no, when, when you go. No, that was uh, when you go near the Arctic Circle. Even in August, you got to expect that you can have. Way below zero, way yeah, below freezing. You could have a weird storm come in and way below freezing. So one, if you're doing DIY in Alaska, you got to understand exactly. The puffy what jackets are light. 
Rain gear is light. And you always need to have it's, an extra it's footwear. The, it's the trip where I went, I'm never going without some heavy thermal socks ever again. Yep. And I screwed Or even that a pair up. of pack boots. Yeah. You and, can and take and a pair of pack boots. And I should have had a if pair of pack boots. If you're going to float with a raft, you're not packing them. Yeah. And I should have had a, pack, a pair of pack boots with me. Now, in our defense, the guy, and, and this is what I would give you guys as a tip, the guy who said, hey, we're going with you, he bailed on us three days before the hunt. Right. Okay. And he said, pack like you're going on a sheep hunt. So we did. Big mistake. Sheep hunt, but like an October bighorn. There's a difference. <laughs> Not a like July 18th um, Northwest Territory doll sheep hunt. Exactly. And this was, this was a late September. Cause well, we got, I was going to ask. We, got, it was, we actually flew into Denver on October 3rd on the way back. So it was the last Which 10 days. Which is brutal. I've seen minus yeah, 10 in was, Northern BC. It was a tough one. In October. Wow. It was mm. a tough one. And it wasn't brutal cold, but it was cold enough. I mean, I got yeah. hypothermia. I right. got frostbite. And you guys were DIY. The worst cold, DIY. though, is between so was 30 DIY. and 45. So my, my, I guess, my tip would be if you're going to do DIY, you, especially later, anytime in September, you got you have to expect that it can get brutally cold and or um, bitter cold. You know what I'm saying? I've seen snow in August and July in any of that country. Sure. That, yeah. that is one of the reasons that I started always packing two puffies. Yeah, that mm-hmm. trip. Mm. Yep, and so you learn a lot. So hopefully we can teach you a lot. But so I've done three. I've done a. I've done a, the dropped, um, uh, the dropped black bear hunt um, down around in uh, just south. Well, depending on how you want to look at it, around the Horn of Homer, so the Kenai Peninsula, or down the coastline from Seward. Around that way, does that make sense? Did you sense? ever go by Yakutat or Valdez? Um, and that, um, the Valdez yeah, it was crash? out that way, but more. I was over by Chrome Bay. So you haven't gone down to Ketchikan and Juno? No, that's where the ver- some of the very coolest, biggest black bear are, and people like hunt QU Island and just like the clothing company. Yep. And so I was off of the Kenai Peninsula, and around that point, there's no grizzly bears. They're all black bears. There's no for some reason there's no grizzly bears and lots of them, and there's lots of black bears, and we did have success on that hunt. Um, there was two of us hunting. We shot one bear, but it was, it, it, again, it was, a, it was a summer hunt. Uh, we had 10 days, eight of the days, low pressure came in, socked into that bay, and it was a tough, wet, arduous hunt. Mm. Well, that's, that's Alaska weather. Uh, you, ha- you know, you might have a 10-day hunt, and you might lose half of it to weather. It wouldn't be terribly uncommon. So would you say if you had never hunted Alaska to DIY your first time out, not so good? Probably not, unless no. you're really experienced hunting in the West. If you live in Idaho, Wyoming, and are used to going in, in the remote areas, I think you can handle it. But I think if you're coming from the Midwest and you've never done it, you're going to you're gonna have some – it's a good way to learn, but you may not be successful. <laughs> we, we Maybe killed, expensive way to learn. We killed one bear. We chased bear, and we were late that summer. So the fiddle ferns had already – you know, what you – in my opinion, if you're going to go into a dropped Alaska bear hunt – you want to do it in early June, late May, where there's still snow up fairly high and the fiddle ferns are low. Because once it gets up high, the bear follow, follow those fiddle ferns up. Well, if you're even down south, if you're down on the real coastal area, mm-hmm. you actually can do it late April and early May if you're on the water. Right. And if you're up where we're at late May, yes. early June. Right, you just got to know your you got to know your weather. Yep. Same in northern BC. You don't normally book a if somebody wants to book you on a um, a non baited, which you can't in in BC. You don't do baited. If you go up there in August, I mean in April, a lot of times the bears aren't out yet. But if you're listening if you, uh, to the podcast, right, and you feel like maybe I'm ready to hunt Alaska, can they call you guys and say, hey? Yeah, I was just gonna say one of the things you should do is just 
you know, pick up but, the phone 605-644-8000. Again, 605-644-8000 and ask for one of us in here. Um, and if, if you don't know, because you're going to get a directory if we're real busy because it's application season, right? I mean, this will. As we record. Yeah, as we're recording, this is going to be in application season. March and April are your so, two busiest months for Yeah, if you're listening to this from a year from now and you go, is it application season? It, let's just put it this way our application season, because we want this to be timeless to some degree, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, anywhere from late December to June 1st um, is, is a busy time yep. for us. And then it slows down in apps. Yeah. But if you're calling in here, just, you know, get to an a extension, get a live person. We're happy to talk to you, and we'll call you back. But the fact of the matter is we can help you with when's a good time, like Brian just said, because you're just going to follow the season it up. It could be a very a month. Right. In parts of Canada, like a Vancouver Island versus a Vanderhoof or Prince George. Yep. can vary a month for where you want to book. And, and Alaska is typically that Same. way, too. You get the stuff that's out there outside of the, that, that western part of B.C. where the Alaska and B.C. border each other. Right. From down there, you know, from just north of, northwest of Smithers, that's where Alaska kind of ends. But from there, that stretch is really mild. It gets, it's pretty springy in April. Right, and and where and it can still be pretty wintry in April in on the uh, oh, Kenai Peninsula. <laughs> well, and if you go interior, there's some pretty decent hunting. In, but it doesn't have the good interior hunting though, like BC and, and Alberta does. Now, there's also bear hunting outside of uh, early in the spring outside of Anchorage. You know, there there's uh, um, the bears aren't quite as big. They're probably. not quite as big. That's right. But but there's bear hunting there. And so if you're if you go, I would like to go to Alaska and I want to hunt Alaska. Black bear is the easiest DIY, most accessible animal there. They're like fleas. I would say if you look at a dog where a dog has, you know, a lot of fleas, black bear in Alaska, it's like fleas, but they're just like fleas. They like to live in a lot of cover, and they'll come out. You just got to be able to hunt a lot of cover. Um, the uh, snow slides um, are the best way to hunt them. Spot and stalk probably. And the Get beach. In there. A lot of, I mean, when I was down beach, on yeah. QU Island and those areas down there, we glossed a lot of them from the ocean. But really, if you're going to hunt that part, you're actually better off going with an outfitter and because it, you have to have the water transportation. If you don't understand the tides, guys have got – they've lost boats and everything else, not knowing how to get the boats in and out. You have to have an inflatable. Or you get flown into a bay and get dropped off with, a, like, a float plane, but you need an inflatable, and you got to take it but out of the water then, at night. Even then, you got to get a tide map, like, the first tide time chart. we you, went. Generally, if you have we a, got a tide chart. inflatable, you pack it up yeah. and, and get off the water. But and then the bear signs will eat your inflatable. And the inflate that's what I was just going to say. And then if the bear are down too low or a, bear, a road bear comes along and eats your inflatable, there's a lot more to it. I would suggest what you just said. If you want to do a true, true DIY – Go one step above and get a transporter. Yes, because because of the tide charts, because of just the variables of Alaska, and you're still going to be able to do all your stocks yourself. But those suckers, a good transporter, like we have, we have ships that you can rent per day. So it's five thousand dollars a day, and you go, oh, that's a lot of money. You get six guys on a, one of these big yachts. Now it brings it down to maybe four thousand dollars a day, and. Um, and you, you mean four thousand dollars per hunter for the whole trip? So it's the, the, so, so a six day trip yeah. is four thousand dollars per hunter whole trip. Yep. And and what you also have is those guys don't want to sit around and look at bear in the middle of the afternoon and try to find one. They they want to help you. You're going to be out fishing on these trips. Well, yeah, you generally because your best bear hunting is usually the for big bears is in the evenings. So yep. The afternoon and evenings are the best. Early mornings not so big for big brewing. 
Yep, that's exactly right. The bears go in. They're, they're, they're fairly nocturnal, and when they're not, it's late afternoon, real early evening. They're going to come out. You're starting to get more light up there. You have a lot of light the end of April, beginning of June. You get a transporter. You're catching rockfish might be in, you know, not in. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, well, lincod might not be in. Th the thing about Alaska is doing it all by yourself is really hard. Black bear's easier. It's just so big. It's, it's just hard. My, if you don't have a plane advice, or a boat, Alaska's off yeah, limits for My advice people. would be to do it. Alaska's a great place for most people to do guided because the logistics are so darn hard. Okay, you got to bring your tents up there. You got to bring all your stuff. So you got to get all your stuff transported. Now, if you're Martin, that mean, might mean eight, eight of those giant bags that he hauls around everywhere to get all his gear up there. But it's, it's just hard. I mean, all your gear and, and well, like what we did one trip is we were going to buy a bunch of stuff. Well, when we got there, we had trouble getting a good tent, and we didn't have a good. You got to take everything other than fuel. Yeah. And so we bought a tent, and we ended up – there were no tents at Sportsman's whoa, whoa, in Anchorage. Whoa, 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 That's so bullshit. We did not buy a tent. We had one guy in charge <laughs> of buying tents. <laughs> I, I, I was in charge of food. You were in charge of tent. Correction. <laughs> Thank you. As Go I on. recall, as I recall, <laughs> Sportsman's so you guys didn't find a tent. tent. Well, we ended up going to Walmart, and that, that's where we got – because they – you bought tents Sportsman's. at Sportsman's, and they were yeah. freaking nothing more than rain. No, no, we, we died. Did we buy it at we Sportsman's? Almost died. Yes, because they were out of bear. Or they were out of moose. What about tents? REI? REI would always have tents. Well, it was early. It was. We were. We were. Was, no, it, it was late. Was it late? I, well, I, the, you just said it was October. No, no, no. Early September. in the morning, we went up because we had to oh, catch no, we the were flight. There, we were in there in the middle of the day. Um, we were there the day but before. REI would always we, have tents. We bought no. Everybody was out that year. I'm telling you. Seriously, even even Barney Bob's was out. We, we didn't go we to didn't Barney go to Bob's. Barney Bob's. Cuz they would have something. No, we went to we went to Barney Bob's on the way back cuz we had frostbite and he went Bob went to we took Bob to supper that night. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So anyway, I, I just wanted to make sure the listeners know the truth that you bought the tents. I yeah, I did, but it was more of a rain fly. I think and Arctic a oven is up there too. Again. You could go buy an Arctic oven, but that's not very we, light. Uh, we we uh, no, I know that's to be a three thousand dollar tent. We ended up packing goose grass around the whole thing as much as we could. The good news is, is I had a synthetic zero marmot bag, yeah. so I, I would get warm at night. The rest of these guys shivered all night long. So, so yeah, so I've had to drop the last experience. Black Bear, two of us hunted our ass off without a transporter, and we had this little teeny window to hunt in. We got one bear. Um, that's what it was. Uh, I did drop the last version two, um, and that was a transporter that took us in, dropped us off, and we were with a local. We shot a grizzly bear. The water came up overnight, couldn't get across. We had to make a homemade raft, got it over to the bear, got it back. After seven days, the guy found out he didn't have his license uh, to be a transporter anymore. On the way in, he said, hey, if there's ever any trouble, there's a bear camp down there. We hiked all the way down there, hollered at him, got some remote signal, got a hold of the guy, came back in. He flew us, shuttle us in and out. And then uh, the troopers followed up with us to find out when we went in and when we went out. It was an absolute shit show, okay? Um, and uh, that was uh, a unbelievably bad experience. 
Um, and uh, yeah, learning experience. Yeah, though. learning experience. Yeah, nine days in the bush with no food and uh, very little. Yeah, because he was going to bring food back on the next trip. Yeah, well, he and I think he got scared. I think he got scared of the the uh, um, the state the troopers. But he forgot the bag of food, right? Or you guys forgot it? Or no, whatever. he said he was going to bring it back in on the last trip, and we'd had some of the food, but the last of the rations were coming in with the sat phone on the last trip. And he's like, no, we'll take this. One then. thing, never leave any food, sleep Copy bags, that. guns, or anything. Always take it with you. You have so, to be like anal retentive. So when people say, what, you guys really know Alaska? Holy, do we know Alaska. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't not learn these lessons. So you, Your best DIY hunt, so in my opinion, is a caribou and the blacktail. Yep. Because you're, or you're, blacktail. you're blacktail. 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 Yeah. Blacktail deer on like one of the Kodiak. Islands. Yeah, or Montague. Uh, uh, um, there's there's black there's blacktail down along the coast all the way down towards BC though. I would say I would say you know what? Copy that. Black, black bear, bear or blacktail are your best, and black uh, blacktail is probably the best with the. It's hike. easier than if a you're black willing bear. To hike. The problem is you're in grizzly country on Montague or in uh, um, Kodiak. on Kodiak. Brown Which bear. is what you did, right, Brian? But the grizzlies I, are I not. Did, I did that, but I went with our outfitter. Okay. Here's the deal. Listen to this. And you guys got to go. This might be the biggest, best price adventure on planet Earth. $5,500. Okay. That included, that didn't include my flight over and flight back, but that was 400 bucks. Big deal. You mean to Kodiak? Yeah, to Kodiak. Well, once I got to Kodiak, to, out to the remote place on Kodiak. So my flight was 400 bucks to the camp. Okay. Um, the, the bush plane flight. Right. Okay. $5,500. All right. I get two blacktail. And I can shoot as many foxes as I want. I can take two home. Okay? And they, these are giant fox. Wow. They're like coyote fox. Wow. They, they are. I weighed that one, and it was a true 50 pounds, which I know. If you're listening to this. <laughs> a 50-pound fox? Yeah. If you guys are all listening to this, I know. Listen, I'm a coyote hunter, wow. and I call foul on anybody times I shot a 50. That's 50 like Yao pounds. Ming in yeah, the NBA. Exactly. No, these. these oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> these are giant fox. So what happened is somewhere in the, I don't need to go through that, but it's somewhere in the 30s or 40s. I forget Fox Market went to hell. And it was the perfect place to raise fox. So the fox producers that had um, Where'd they come farms, from? They just opened the gates. Oh, I think I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, you can read about it. Yeah. Are these foxes originally from Europe or something? No, they're, they're the red fox. They're, they're a they silver a cross fox, fox. And then there's a hybrid now that's a cross fox between us. Most fox are 15, 20 pounds max. Yeah, I'm the telling you, the silvers are, giant. are so pretty. Mm -hmm. The silvers are amazing. Are you sure this is not half wolf and half fox? No. So, no. Um, uh, hey, listen. Um, um, Chris Rocks. Clark killed that big, that big um, one. We weighed it. And Michael was telling us some of these foxes can weigh up to fifty pounds. I'm like, we weigh. It's like that almost sucker. as heavy as a beaver, dude. It, it, that's exactly what they're like. They're giant and they're everywhere. And it was one of the most fun hunts that I've ever been on. Economics and um, something to take your kids. You stay in a lodge. You, you're eating every night. You're in Alaska, the quintessential. You know, uh, good breakfast. It's it's later in the season, shorter hours. You know, yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you don't have so to. So the get only up thing the with longer yeah. and thicker hair than an Alaska beaver is a, one of these uh, foxes. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. You know, Brad, you were mentioning earlier about you know it's a lot of work and and you have to haul the gear and get the right stuff and you're climbing and hiking all over. But uh, on the plus side of that is the scenery is absolutely magnificent. Scenery. Yeah. Well, is if you're amazing. a plus size model, you don't have to worry about take as many clothes there either. Uh, no, no. 
So, so I, l- l- I want to. I just want to finish this up. But so the my, experience, I guess, is what I was going for, Brad. I well, mean, it's, it's just it, it, the scenery depends sorry, on sorry, actually Brad. where you're at because yeah. not all of Alaska. Well, no, is no, I, I understand that. Um, like, like that. Like the lower, like the lower Yukon River and the swamps is not exactly. Yeah, well. that's where we were. Because yeah, that's that's not a pretty that, place. Our, that's just a dense jungle, and yeah, you see the but it's, it's, you see the Yukon <laughs> and the sloughs. It's utilitarian. It's where you have to be. Right. Um, but most of Alaska, like the Alaska Range, Brooks yeah. Range, the Wrangell's as beautiful as you're going to find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've got, got the it. glaciers at the head of the valleys. Sure. So, so my first dro- dropped Alaska was Kenai Peninsula, Black Bear. Second one was Moose, Alaska Range. Amazing, amazing scenery. Uh, Alaska incredible. Range is some of the most variety. The third one Brad and I did was the lower Yukon. Yukon. Miserable, miserable marsh, flat, giant nasty moose. jungle, giant. Hard moose. to hunt them. Now I will tell you yeah. this: in a ten-day trip, we 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 killed three moose and passed up a bunch and passed up another five or six. Yep. I if I wanted to kill a moose inexpensively, I would go there, get my wow. moose knocked off. Yep. Uh, Brad was begging me to shoot moose. Shoot that one. I was so tired of eating moose, <laughs> cooking moose. So, yeah, I mean, what cutting up moose, moose meat. Do you have moose like meat. Moose meat. between you what? Catch a moose? 400 pounds yeah, on the bone of meat. Loading and unloading the raft. 400 pounds. 500, Let's, 800. So five, I would say. Five, 600 pounds per moose. I would say, yeah. I was going to say. Can be up to 700. Front, front shoulders are going to be about 230 a quarter. So that's 460. Hindquarters about 160 a quarter. So that's. Uh, you're looking at what uh, 330. So Are you talking the front quarter, the the ribs and everything? Right? I'm talking front quarter from like a butcher front yeah, quarter. The, yeah, Because I know a butcher. <laughs> yeah, it's kind well, of big. <laughs> it was neat because every so far, I don't know. I don't know how far these. The, uh, well, it's funny, Brian. Uh, it's exactly, that's what I was going to mention. These uh, the Eskimo villages. You know, every so far up the river, there's a new village. When you get when you get close to them, you start finding snowmobile parts and other parts. <laughs> Well, every these guys have every that's what they do. That's what they live on. You know, they're they're out getting their winter meat supply. But these Eskimos, they had a neat way because they all kind of had a a ritual. Well, it's it's their heritage. It's their amazing. So and they took immense pride because we shot we shot two moose and uh, we dumped them and we did the infield butchering just kind of like we always do. Right. Uh And we do do it our way. And they were looking, these Eskimos would look at They're us. not happy with it. And they, they're they like, literally were not this happy is really? not how you really? do it. This is no. so not how you do it. Because they pop the hips or the yeah. pop the, uh, the ribs, ribs and they throw everything. Yeah, they take a big knife and they pop right down the spine. Yes. Yep. And, and then what they do is they, they load all that up because the dogs eat it. Um, they they don't, didn't really, waste anything. Well, they don't waste anything mm. in the field. That's where I would say in the they field. Don't waste. Okay, got so it. So every ounce of that meat comes off of the. the well, sometimes moose. it might sit in their yard for and, a week. Well, no. What ha- and then they take the they, they take don't the hide. They perceive it the same way as we do. They take the hide and they slide it over, and it's kind of like the the moose burial cloth. So you you'll be. It's a badge of honor yeah. to have the smallest uh, um, pile waste pile yeah. you can. Really, and, the offal. The yep. smaller the offal, no the better. And so, and so all you'll see, you'll be floating down the river, uh-huh. and all of a sudden there's a little moose hide covering. So there's just a little oh. moose hide, hair out, right? Yeah. Well, 
they they're not as conservative when it gets time to put their moosh meat in the Ziploc bags and they're just throwing it to the dogs <laughs> and throwing it in the river. Well, but throwing it in they the river. honestly though they they don't look at it like like so we it, we're we're so domesticated that we look at everything like okay this is the rib this is where the ribeye comes from or at least I am as a butcher right yeah. um yeah. and and this is the front shoulder so um this is where we would take the roast out of all the way up to the neck this is the hind this is where we get the New York strips these are the tenderloins we'd ask them what it is well what, and they'd go what would you call that it's and I meat. said this is a raw mush, mush meat. meat this mush is meat. Mush meat well it's the same thing you <laughs> um, want to eat proper meat in Kyrgyzstan. You um, take the back straps off and the tongue lines, you cook them yourself because they'll throw it in with the ribs and the neck meat. Well, Brian cut a, a ribeye steak, uh-huh. and Brian's like, oh, that was horrible. I'd have to refund the guy's money. And Art goes, refund it. What do you mean refund? Why, why, why <laughs> refund? And Brian goes, well, that was just a horrible cut. It, it, I can't believe I I, I said that, that was a doorstop. Wow. I'd have to throw it in the grind <laughs> barrel, and you'd grind that up. He goes, and he goes, good mush meat. That's good <laughs> mush meat. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, why refund? Oh and he's like, gosh. well, it's not acceptable. And he goes, but it's mush meat. Well, their idea of a long-range gun is a 30-30 with oh, a lot you have of rust no idea. on it. Yep. Yeah, no. We won't even, yeah. We all you like, know, yeah. I've never had moose meat. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's just real dry. I mean, it's just, okay. it's not a ribeye. It's, it's yeah. not well, a beef. Their, not idea of a clean, their, their idea of a clean backyard is anything with less than six broken down snowmobiles in it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everybody has it. Right? It's, Everybody different, has it's different just a different lifestyle. So, so um, some of my best friends I've ever met up there, though, would do anything for me if I landed there today and called them. Um, in Alaska, they were great people. Yeah, they are great people. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, they're just um, on. They're just on like what we call Indian time. They're just uh, more laid back. Th- take the time to meet you and talk to you. So we were in the well. Two things. Let me let me back up because I don't want to digress too much. Yeah. So think of this though. I, I want to make sure because I want to give you some. We want to give you some tips on this. You got to strategize in your brain if you're going to go do this yourself. First of all, you're in an unforgiving country, giant. If you don't know how to operate boats and get in and out and match, uh, well, uh, you can have charge, a big rain come in. You, you die, done. A, I know guys that got well, stuff washed away, almost died. So, so you got to pay attention to that. Number two, um, you got to think of this. Okay, this is a jungle between muskeg and uh, cedar swamps. And um, you don't know what Devil's Club is. You're going to find out. Devil's Club, you're in a jungle and getting meat out is not what you think of it. The next thing, it's a waste want state. Everything comes out before your head and your hide. So you got to bring the meat out. Now, there is a season on black bear when you don't have to use it and you do the bears. But for the most part, you're going to have to expect to read the to regulations. But that's what I said. Some places you got to bring the rib bones. Other places you don't. Other places you got to bring the leg bones. Other places you don't. And then on top of that, the, that. The, pro, the proportionate to what we're used to here, mule deer, antelope, whitetail, even elk, a moose. It's like butchering a thoroughbred with a lot of body fat on I it. I would say it's like butchering an oversized beef cow. Because if or the, a draft horse, if the cor- that, like that'd a be closer. That's right. It's like whacking a perch on and then <laughs> practice and butchering. You're going to have 240 pounds on each front quarter. You're going to have 170 pounds on each hind quarter. You have a gross weight of of on these things to get them out the way you need to of 820 pounds. Wow. Moose. Well, Russell shot his moose in that slough. Took us four and a half hours and to get we it drug it. Feet. We had to cut saplings and make a ramp. To slide it up on because that that 
bank was so soggy and boggy. And then we had to wow. cut more saplings to put our feet on because yep. we were sinking in. Yep. It took us four to five hours to move it 11 to 12 feet what? to get it to a place to butcher yeah. it. It, it would have been better to just shoot oh in the river word. and let it float. It was, well, in, the it was in the river. We had to get it, and it floated down to where I'm we could get it. A yeah, bit. <laughs> it would have yeah, been. But same yeah. idea. Mm. I've I've had one in the lake before. It's not that bad if you have waders. Yeah, we, we had, had a bow hunter shoot one, and it ran right by us. It total heart shot, but it li lived in long enough to go out in about two foot of water, three feet of water, and tipped over. That's what this was in 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 muck. But the wa it wasn't that mm. mucky. It was kind of mucky, but it was a lake, not a river, so you didn't have any current. Yeah, so we had down. we was in a river. Yeah, you shot yours in the river. Yeah, and uh, we had to get it up out of there. Yep. Um, and so, that. you know, uh, we, uh, that's why Brad would say, "Shoot that one." <laughs> I can't shoot, shoot it, Brad. Shoot it, uh, shoot it. So I kept saying, "Shoot it." If but you, those lower river hunts like that, that are more miserable. You're, the upper rivers and the where you land on the mm -hmm. tundra is a more enjoyable moose hunt. Yeah, because up the, you but know you up by Holy Rocky, guys do these hunts because they don't have to pack it so far to the water. But yeah. you, you actually have issues with spoilage because it can be hot down there, and you got to pack. We didn't have any bears. problem with that. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of guys that lose their moose meat on the raft trips because they got another four to five days to get out, and it gets hot on the raft. Yeah. yeah. And so they don't know how to take care of it because at night, as long as you get it cooled down really good at night, it'll stay cool if you cover it up with some blankets and stuff sure. during the day. Yep. So yeah, from our perspective, uh, we've done the drop thing, and um, and they are economical. And they're an amazing adventure. And um, give give us a call. Send us an email if you want to prepare for one. We do have vetted outfitters and vetted transporters that will uh, that have transport events. But even like last year, we had a few guys that go, "Oh, I could do it." And then when they talked to the outfitter, they you were know, scared. they got scared. And then then they said they didn't. They said, you know, of course they go, "Oh, that's not how you sold it to us." Oh no, pretty much that's how we sold it to you. Um, and told you about it, but when it comes down to nut cutting time and it's time to leave for the hunt, well, that was a totally going, that 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 drop camp is a totally different camp. That's an amazing, amazing, I understand, amazing but it doesn't lessen the amount of work it no, takes. No, you're hundred percent. And for a hunter, it doesn't lessen the engagement necessary to retrieve animals, right. hunt animals, and, but, and, and there are some. Me, there I are would, some. I would much prefer to do that in the Alaska range of the dropped hunt. Then, it's not so muskeggy. Yeah, than to do the than to do a f pure dropped camp. I mean, it's worth. I, the reason that you would get inhibited from Alaskan moose is cost, because it's just getting so expensive. Cost and logistics of. And, well, yeah, but it, I mean, the, okay, to do a, a guided, outfitted moose hunt, it's expensive in Alaska. Minimum. 20. Well, the same outfitter we're talking about, just so you know, it's thirty-five thousand dollars to go moose hunt with him. He has a ten thousand five hundred dollar dropped float trip in the same area and we've had guys have huge success but you got to be a go-getter you have to be a competent hunter because for he that, doesn't have a side-by-side if, side if an outdoorsman not if, just a hunter right. outdoorsman well, you got to be able to start fires right i didn't mean it that way i should have qualified well, it we more. just got a lot of people back yep. east that are competent and accomplished you, you got to be accomplished you got to have some on 80 acres yeah uh she ain't no whitetail <laughs> but i'm telling you what that is a f that is a fantastic Hunt. This isn't um, even the Schwamigan National Forest I know, over, overnight <laughs> in in northern Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? But but you got to um, have some out, you know Schwamigan. some some that's woodsman skills. But that that's the way to do it. In my that's where you start. And there are some good books and YouTube videos you can go. Guys have made videos and written books about DIY moose hunting. I still have one from years from 27 years ago. It's a good one. 
yeah. on how to do a what you need for how much meat you got to get out, what kind of game but bags, how to take care of the meat at night. I would say the three biggest things you need to know if you're going to do if you really want to do a DIY dropped, okay? One, you want to qualify your transporter, okay? As much as an outfitter should be vetted, your transporter should be vetted. If you're looking for good transporters, get a hold of us, okay? If you're really set on doing this DIY cuz we have some great transporters. But your transporter is going to be an integral part of this. Yep. Would you agree with that? I 100% agree. Okay. Number two, you, if they, if the transporter doesn't carry the gear, you need to get a hold of us because you need the right gear. You need a Brian Martin gear list. Right. This is where you don't want to get out there and wish you had no something. best case scenario. <laughs> Thank you. No best it's case. Like doing it is like doing one spare tire in the Baja 1000. <laughs> With no slime juice yep. for your tires and no It might else. work one time when you're loaded up with all the right Yeah, if you want to drive it at 30 miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> but you're it, – it's – exactly. The whole idea about doing the Baja is doing it at 80 and see well, how little – I, how much I you think can you have to have some – be realistic with yourself too because say you shoot uh, Percheron and drop it there. Are you ready to disassemble that Percheron into little pieces that you I did. I, I did a Percheron once in the dark in the snowstorm with one Haviland knife. <laughs> <laughs> I broke about five blades, but I got her done. It took me like three hours to okay, get everything Okay, and, and you'd be an expert at breaking up an animal. Right. For most guys, they're not an expert at it. It wasn't in the swamp, how, but it was on many, all those grass How hummocks. many of you would already done by the time you did that one? Well, quite a few, but that's yep, the first how, one I just, did by myself in the just dark. Just give me an idea how many had you already done in your life. Not as many as sheep, maybe 10, okay, 12, 15. So okay, so, that, so you've done 10 to 12 of them, let's say, and, and now you're faced with doing it in, in, a, in, a, in a peculiar situation. Can you imagine somebody being in a peculiar situation on their first one? Right. Because, right. I mean, yep. I've done a bunch of elk alone. Yeah. And, and an elk and the big bull moose in Alaska, two they're, two different, no. they're two different It's creatures. like shooting. Shoot I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Man, it's like it, a skinny Arab horse versus a Percheron. I mean, you do, you do a, you say you do a moose alone. Do you just, you just peel everything off and muscle? Well, and, and basically what I did with mine, because there was a big one. It was 54 inches wide. Which is not a giant so, Alaska but it's a moose, but it's a 186-inch Canada moose, or so 100, yeah. 190 gross, 186. So it's a, anywhere from a 700 to a 900-pound animal. Oh, live weight? No. No, 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 way they're, more than that. I'm talking meat coming 1350. out. 1350. I'm talking meat coming out. Well, the, with the hindquarters on it, hip-socketed, right? Yep. Skinned, 146 pounds. Okay. So that's how, not as big as Alaska moose. So so, so I said 170, he said 146. But that's for a Canada moose. Right. So so think of that. that that's yeah. just ridiculous. But it was in those grass hummocks. Putting, so. that, so. putting that in perspective. Sideways snow in the dark. 150-pound quarter. That's, wow. you know, and then well, what do you get? So you, basically not, you skin one whole side. Yep. And you get all that you get off the meat. But the problem is I couldn't roll him over. Right. Because it was in all the grass hummocks. So I had to gut him. And then go I right had to through split everything. a spine, pull everything out. Then I was barely able to turn the head over because I kept the cape too, right? So if I hadn't kept the cape, he could have just cut the head off. So I have to skin half the cape and then cut the, get the guts out, split the spine. Is this for a client or you? No, this is mine. My, my client was down the, down the lake a little while. He joined me the next morning. <laughs> so. so you kept wow. the cape because you were going to mount it or because you were going to sell the no, cape? No, I did mount it. Oh, you did mount it. Okay. Yeah. Well, just so we don't lose your so place, number Brian. three. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Get, I'm getting better. We said the transporter so, vetted right so I gear. Said, I said vet the transporter because it's as important as your guide when you're doing this. If the transporter, because some of our transporters actually have all the food and equipment, so all you got to do is go jump in with them. They take you because you think you have it because you hunt the lower 48. You don't have it. 
Yeah. Okay, you don't have the equipment. All right, I'm just telling you. Just being honest with you. Um, and like you said, it's like thinking you're well, going to go in the Baja 100. Well, my them. client and the other guide was down, down like a mile or two away. So they, we joined up the next day. Yeah. But I broke away to do some spotting, and he was bow hunting with the guide. And so they were chasing bulls around and not getting them. And I saw this big bull. He said, you go for it. I can't get that with a bow. So I went over and shot him. And so he, he, they made it in time to pack the last hindquarter. So, oh, wow. So, but uh, so anyway, it was it was it was very uh, very hard work for sure, doing it in the dark all by yourself. Absolutely, and and so get the right transporter, have the right if if they don't have the gear, you got to get the right gear. You got to have a gear resource, somebody who knows what they're doing. There's there's a lot of good resources out there. I would say we're one of those. And then the last thing, and Brad said it, but it just was my third one. Be honest about your physical abilities. I was thinking the size of the animal might be my first one. What do you do? No, because the physical you just abilities. You've got to break it down by pieces. Yeah, yeah. The physical abilities is exactly what Brian's just talking about. If you don't have the physical ability to get all that out from that muskeg, what'd you call it? The, uh, the grass uh, hummocks? The hummocks. Oh, my God. There's another word for them, but we don't use yeah, them yeah, online yeah. anymore. Joe yeah. Rogan does once in a while. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, um, I tell you what, it's uh, just a lot of work. So I would say if you're DIY that way, you know what I'm saying? So where are we going tomorrow, Brian? We're going to Alaska. Oh, that sounds fun. No hunting, though. No hunting. I know. All business. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, it's all business. We have. Well, I thought you were fishing. We're, we're meeting with a bunch of fishing outfitters and stuff. Um, I sent the schedule to Lindley and Brad this morning. And uh, Brad's like, oh, uh, don't forget we do have a meeting on this, like, the minute we land. So no, literally. Thursday. Oh, not when we land. No, that's Thursday. We land tomorrow, Wednesday. Oh, I and thought that's, that's Wednesday Thursday. night. So Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got to reschedule because I have a Thursday night meeting too, but that's okay. Well, we well, can do it. Uh, uh, yeah, so we just need to make any, sure. Anyway, so we're, we're just wired to wire with meetings. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say from a DIY perspective. You know, um, those are things to consider. I, I would say uh, book early for your commercial flights because if you book early – you can usually get them pretty reasonable. Yes. Not expensive to get in and out of Alaska. We oh, just flew up cheap. there 540 bucks round trip. Yep. Um, no big deal. Um, I'd say it's cheap to get to Alaska. Yep. Um, it's you guys crazy. Fly Alaska Air? No, no we no, fly Delta, Delta usually. Yep. yep. We fly Delta. We've done United. Delta and United is what we usually fly. We don't have Alaska Air from. I don't Rapid think I've Air. ever flown United there, but me personally, I have. Delta is Delta and Alaska are the most common going there. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's easy, um, and so we're gonna do. Uh, uh, yeah, we're on Delta tomorrow. I would say if you're gonna go with an outfitter, um, you want to call us. Um, I know that sounds really shallow, you know, like we're pitching us, but I guess it is our podcast. But you vetted them. I mean, you yeah. know which ones to use and which ones. And our not vetting so much. process starts with, hey, um, and they get vetted really fast um, because a lot usually. They vet themselves by price, too, to some degree, um, because you know if it's too cheap and too good to be true, it usually Low success is. or too hard. Once you've yeah. been to Alaska enough, you realize the value in those prices to a certain extent. 100%. Um, it is so remote. And area knowledge, and so, because if you yeah. don't have the right area knowledge, you'll, you'll spend all that time. I know guys have gone two or three DIY hunts and never killed anything good. What's it, the difference in cost, would you say, on average, between Alaska DIY, Alaska Guided? Thir- uh, oh, 60% more. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so three rule times. Of, rule of thumb. Three times, two, 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 three times more. Yep. yep. And I could yeah. probably do one. I could probably do one, a guy like myself, for 20%. But you, I bring everything, and I would do like a sheep hunt with warm clothes. Yep. So, so, so three of us go today. We could find a transporter that would drop us off because we have those resources. We'd all get a private super club, a cub. We would go in together. We'd know exactly what it would take. We'd drop it off. We, we could do it probably for a moose hunt for 7,500, 7,500, 7,500, knock it out. And we would kill, we'd kill one great moose, maybe two, if, if the days worked out right. Like we killed one on day two or three. We killed one on five or seven. And we don't lose too many days to and weather. You don't, that's why I said, right. Yeah. And the, day, the, day, the rhythm of the days worked out. Yep. The chance of getting three. Slim to none. None's dead. Slim. No, if you gone. want an outfit hunt, good chance all three guys are shooting. One hundred percent. And that's going to get spread out more. One hundred percent. Part of that's that's part of that's getting for. your meat yeah. out of there. Well, the other yeah. thing yeah. is that you guys, when you hunt the lower river like you did, if the moose aren't rutting properly or they've already got their cows, you could be the best moose caller in the world, and they won't leave their cow. We, we just called and called and called, but you we can were call late. until you got vocal yeah. cords. You know, I mean, it, ultimately, what we were doing was stumbling into moose. If yeah, you hunt the more uh, the subalpine stuff, you can spot them like you we do didn't caribou. Call, we didn't call many moose in. We called cows in. Yep. Um, and uh, you, but if you don't know how to call moose, you got to learn how to cow call moose grunt, and you need how to learn how to scrape and rub, because you might need all those, or at least the cow call is the most useful. We were call. late in the rut, and it was hard. The ones that were locked down were locked down, like you said. We weren't getting them off there. We'd hear them. But they would just move it. I was in. Uh, I've, I've seen great big bulls. You'd be 150 yards away from them. unless you don't step on them, they won't leave. They won't leave the cow. Newfoundland, Newfoundland. I was there. Same thing. Late rut, glunking, doing all the thing, calling, and you'd hear them, and then you'd hear crash, crash, crash. They just take their cows. And yeah, they say, well, they just we don't, out. we don't need this grief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be <laughs> hey, like, I this would be idea. like saying something about. Uh, and moose have a great the, nose. The Oscar's great guy's wife. Oh, G.I. <laughs> Jane, too. I mean, he, he just well, wants to get he wants to go was, the other he, direction. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was uh, uh, what happens when you have mental issues and you don't take care of them. Um, so anyway, uh, the fact of the matter is um, we could go for seventy five hundred, but we'd know the ropes like crazy. I would say the average consumer uh, or uh, listener could go for ten to twelve thousand on a drop hunt is what okay. they would be looking at. Yep. Am I right, guys? Because well, most of your cost is in your airplanes. Yep. And 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 then and they're going to need gear. We could do a little cheesier, uh, cheesier, uh, a little more uh, inexpensive because we got more, all the because we have all the gear. Um, and we have the resources up there, you know, so we can right. save a little bit. But a good moose hunt right now in Alaska, a good one. Low end twenty two thousand. Hmm. High end averages in the twenty five to thirty five. Yep. High end. 38,000. I think we're running a special on a four combo Alaska right now for like 30. 30 yeah, I just 35. didn't know if we should say that because we have some timeless stuff that maybe yep. if we get this out fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, how see. do you want to do that? Those, because that's, well, not, that's not moose in that though, is it? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. It that's is. Moose. It's, it's moose, grizzly, bear, black bear, caribou, and black caribou. bear, and wolf, all five of them. Where they're five. I $39,000 right now. Yeah, wow. well, those are trophy fees included in all that. that. Well, that's everything. No because once in a while, one guy will get four. In. Most guys will get one or two good ones. Right, but if a guy went up there and got a grizzly bear right now, it's average 25000 a moose 25000 is 50000 bucks for thirty nine grand. 
it's it's a deal of the day. It's a true yeah. cancellation on is what it is. Yeah, and you and talked about weeks. that before. And exactly. really, the point in bringing it up is that every so often, you know, we'll get those. They'll come through here. Yeah, just we've been kicking stay. it out to our it's still not cheap, exactly but it's right. a good value yeah. for the right guy. Hey, yeah. you know what? Actually, I was going to tell all our listeners. I had an idea yesterday. What I think we're going to do is we're going to start doing a weekly because this could be timeless. We're going to start doing a weekly for our members that are listening. Go into the Rolling Bones section of the product, click on it, and we'll have a weekly members special for the listeners of the podcast, and they'll know where to find it. Yes, they go in there, yes. and what we'll do is like a <laughs> pair of Kenetrex for one week. Yes. When we have Jim from Kenetrex on here, we'll do his boots $200 off. With the promo code. It, yeah, we'll just <laughs> – well, if they're listening, they'll know where to find it. That's yeah, their promo will. code. Does that make oh, sense? We got a couple go of really then. good ones right now, um, don't we? Yeah, because that would be something great for yeah. our podcast listeners. Yeah. Just even like members boom, but podcast listening members even well, more. We're just looking out for you, man. Yeah, Representing. Because Jim Bonanno. Thank you for listening. Jim Bonanno don't need the special. <laughs> why not treat him good? Does that exactly make sense? Exactly right. That's, you know. Appreciate listener appreciation day. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I just think it was that a good idea yeah, or I what? That's a really good idea. Shut up, Brad. Um, because I knew he was gonna say something <laughs> stupid right there. Smart. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know you were. So um, no, that's that's what I would say. So that the other thing we have right now, if you've got the jab, we have a Smithers hunt. We have some blood th- blood thinners. So we you have don't a get blood Smithers clubs. hunt right now in your old area. Um, giant black bear spot in stock, $3,500, seven days. Um, and, and it's, it's all, everything. Smithers all has in. a lot of good black bear. Yeah. All that area from honestly, from north of Kamloops all the way through. It's all good. Really good black bear. Yeah. Don't sneeze into the mic. There you go. COVID. <laughs> um, so anyway. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. No yawning and sneezing. The nice thing about British Columbia though, is you can run dogs up there too you can't bait there but spot and stock or dog hunting in bc yeah and that i think as as we're recording this probably when you're listening to this it'll be well past it but i mean I think there's six spots available but this is like a killer deal yeah 50 percent off true cancellation hunt yeah they exactly. they 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 did it and 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 normally these would not be available right now yeah. it'd take one day they'd be gone yeah but the problem is right now is uh, Trudeau and his trucker issues, they, 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 he can't give the truckers any credit because it would ruin his credibility. Right. But they have reduced all this bullshit to a manageable point, but now they're pushing to get rid, rid of it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, well, he has no credibility box. before. Now he's net negative credibility. <laughs> you know, exactly, you know. net negative well, I love the way the Europeans are now criticizing. Oh Trudeau. my gosh! Did you see that? <laughs> that one lady. That one lady got up yeah, there. She just railed on it. <laughs> Your presence is not welcome here, Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> Classic. It, yeah, it was nuts. I watched all that too. Yeah. So anyway, um, Alaska's good. You know, um, I, it's it's just big. It's it's hard to maneuver. It's unforgiving. Five hundred and fifty-five thousand square miles. Wow. Five hundred fifty-five. So Oregon, Washington, those states are hundred thousand. So it's five and a half times as big as Oregon yeah. or Washington. Wow. Yeah, Montana is one hundred fifty or one hundred forty-five thousand. So it's three times as big. But I like what you said, Brad. It's unforgiving. Yeah, there's not there's not yeah. much room for error it, margin. It, yeah, margin for margin error. error. In, uh, it in takes Alaska. more than it gives, and if it's going to give something up, you're going to work your ass to get it. It's, like, it's kind of like playing chicken with a king cobra. <laughs> better get it before <laughs> Russia takes it back. And that being <laughs> said. <laughs> Some of that Alaska range, some of my trips up those canyons or those valleys are some of the most unbelievable memories and 
Oh, Holy man. cow. Yeah, you'll absolutely take it to your grave. You know, it's funny whenever I was editing all the Alaska shows, you know, you'd spend, I don't know, hours in the edit booth just editing and you walk out and you feel like you've been there. It's the most <laughs> incredible feeling. It's the scenery was fabulous. We just edit while you're with a shower on. It was awesome. You just get in your shower with some underwear and a wife beater oh, and just turn the shower on and start editting. It's like Alaska rainforest. Because <laughs> Alaska just, is unforgiving. Get and rain, into the feel of exactly. it, right? the, the rain is, is a big part and of the And get some weather. cactus and sit on some of those like you fall in a devil's club. Yeah. Oh, was that? And then you go over to Brian's house and borrow his wife's strap on when, you know, when That's you get two. frostbite That's and two. everything you're done. That's two. You're done. That's red it. Cards. You're out. He's out. You're no, out. You're that, out. That, Martin, <laughs> out, out. Hit the showers. Speaking of the showers. <laughs> anyway, so so here's the thing. I, I would say this. You know, if you're listening today and you've never been to Alaska, I would go. And you know what? There's some other real economical ways to well, get Russia to Alaska. Russia opens, go to Russia. No. Um, yeah. But I would say I would say there's another economical way to get up there. You go to Anchorage. Get a hold of us. We literally do have resources and um, some uh, you know, some transporters that can get you out fishing for a day or two. It's not super expensive. If you just want to go to Alaska, you're going to see a lot of mountains. You do one-day glacier tours, one-day fishing tours. Exactly. You can go to Anchorage, do a one-day fishing tour. We can do it, get you hooked up with a one-day glacier tour. You can rent a car, drive up to Denali. In five days, you could do an inexpensive trip to Alaska and go. If you want to just take a backpack, put your five days worth of stuff in there, wear some of the, some, the, same, some of the same stuff. You, it doesn't need to be expensive. Get to Alaska. You know, I would say get there. Not every time I've been there, obviously, and all 17 times have been this grand $30,000 hunt. Um, it's an amazing place. Anchorage has a lot to offer. The day trips have a lot to offer. Um, yeah, I would, last time I we were up, we did, we did some fun trips, fun fishing trips. I mean, there's so much to do. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. A day on, yeah, a day the, on the Kenai, a day on the ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we split that. Would, that. that would be fun. We yep. split that four ways. And yeah, that had, was inexpensive. We had a few thousand dollars into it, and we brought home we brought home eighty pounds of fish a person. Yeah, I mean, literally fill your freezer. You were still going to bring some of that in here. Yeah, well, if you the play your cards right and uh, <laughs> get your ass in gear, yeah. we can get a lot of stuff on and the table. And <laughs> I do. You know what? You just need to text me instead <laughs> of being we coy about it. Balls. We should have some halibut chunks for uh, appetizer next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Podcast appetizer. You should do that. And you should remember that during Pod the day. App. Because I got so many things going on, I could hide my own Easter eggs right now. <laughs> and uh, it would be so much fun. So, anyway. I wonder where you'd hide those. In his beard. <laughs> I, I, you know what, all you guys listening, I, I appreciate your empathy and and all of the uh, um, and the apologies that you send me during the week. Are you gonna lay them again going. after you hide them? Gotta, gotta have them. Gotta have them. So anyway, well, listen. Um, is there any other things we're missing? Tips, tricks, Alaska. Here's what you could do. Here's what you should do. How to lay a chicken egg without breaking it. I would say honestly, pick up the phone and call us. If you if you're on a budget and you Better want to get idea. up there, pick up the phone. Just give us a shout. I can talk Alaska all day long. So can Brian. So can Brad. Um, we want to get you there, even if the first time is on a few thousand dollar budget and you say, "I just need to get to Alaska." Every human being needs to get to Alaska and uh, and, and go see St. Augustine. Oh man, it, it's just unreal. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I just it's crazy. 
Well, here's a quick reminder. Make sure you subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, or Google Podcasts, I guess, not Google Play. Um, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Share the podcast with your hunting buddies. We would appreciate it. Give us an honest review. Tell us what you think and what you'd like to hear. We want to know. Um, We appreciate you listening. It's amazing what this podcast, the reach it's had, and uh, the effect that it's making on so many people. Uh, We love hearing your stories. Listen to the podcast, got a hold of you, went on a hunting trip. It was amazing. Um, We love to hear that. And uh, we organize hunting adventures in all 50 states, and we do applications in all 50 states and also around the world. We are a little bit absent right now in Russia. Uh, Depending on when you're listening to this, um, they've made some decisions to head on into Ukraine, and it's affected a few of our hunting trips. I, I did get a uh, I did get a um, text message from our Russia guide the other day that said last call are you coming? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, anyway, at least a lot of these Russian partners are doing some hunts in other countries, so they can still yeah take they, some hunters. They yeah. can go to Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Azerbaijan. Yeah, they, they sure are. So anyway, we appreciate you listening. So until next time, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.